All right, welcome back into the Play MGM Studios for the official Jets podcast. This time, Sam Ficken joins us. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, NewYorkJets.com, and YouTube, Google Play. We're everywhere. Be sure to check it out. Rate us, review us, let us know what you think. I wonder if Le'Veon listened to our I don't know. We had Le'Veon on last week. week. Yeah. That's a big ask, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you're, you're following up. <laughs> okay. I'll no pressure. Yeah. yeah I'm a- after a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Re- really laying the hammer here early. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Sam's used to pressure, though. We'll, we'll get to that in the podcast throughout in the episode. But before we dive into kicking and Penn State and all that, Something that fans don't know about you, you were on Wall Street before you were in the NFL. So can you kind of explain how that came about and what happened on Wall Street in your job when you re-entered the NFL? Yeah, so uh, graduated from Penn State with a finance degree. Um, Three point what? Three point six five, I think. That's not too bad. Yeah. Not I'll, too I'll take it. I'll take it, uh, as would my parents. So I was happy with that. But um, no, I graduated with a, a great degree. Um, you know, kind of dabbled a little bit, a um, couple training camps, uh, was with the Jags, um, fortunately didn't work out there. So, you know, I kind of decided it would, might be time to get a, a real job. So, um, kind of dug into, into the roots and, um, came up with uh, a guy by the name of Lance Lonergan, who's a Penn State letterman, uh, runs a trading firm in Greenwich and, um, you know, reached out to him, told him I was interested and he, uh, he allowed me to come out, and then they hired me full-time after about a two-month internship. So I was doing uh, equity trading, and um, it, it was an awesome experience. Yeah, I had a lot of fun there. How long were you doing the equity tra- trading? Um, so I got hired full-time in June of 2017, and um, that was kind of with the caveat that, you know, they were like, hey, like, what's your football, <laughs> like, give me a percentage of, like, getting you back in football. If you get the call, Sam, are you going to go? <laughs> and I told him, I said, if I get a call, I'm leaving. But, you know, it's been pretty quiet here for a while. So um, with that being said, they hired me full time. Um, and about three weeks later, the Chiefs called me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I said, hey, if, if I get a call, I'm leaving. Um, and went out there, won a tryout, and uh, was there for a training camp. And then got released. So I went back to the job. Um, got all my licenses out of the way, Series 7, 63, 57. Um, and actually the day after I passed my final certification to actually start clicking buttons was when I got a call from uh, the Rams. And I said, <laughs> again, you know, if if I get a call, I got to go. And and they were super supportive. Um, you know, I think part of the caveat was I was always brutally honest with them and, mm-hmm. and where I stood. And, um you know, obviously playing in the NFL has been a dream of mine. So um, they understood that. And, you know, when I did get that call, they're like, hey, we hope we hope we never see you again. So oh, that's pretty nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were super supportive through the whole thing. Obviously, uh, not too many, I think, corporate companies would allow you to kind of hop back and forth. So how would you break it down to a high schooler who, who wants to get into Wall Street and business equity trading? What does that mean? Uh, so, I mean, your, your common stocks like Apple, Facebook, Google, those are just obviously the big names. Now we kind of specialize in, in sticky stocks. So stuff that wasn't, you know, trading, you know, Apple trades a couple million shares probably a day. Sure. We were, you know, our kind of little caveat was, you know, the sticky names that maybe we got a $40,000 buy or sell order, but only, you know, 5,000 shares trade a day. 
now we go out to clients on either side of the aisle that have been in that name and then we try and match it get them a better price because if you go and try and hit that sell order for 40,000 shares you're going to drive that price way down so again when you're dealing with thousands and thousands of shares pennies really count so and whenever the NFL is over for you whether it's 10 years from now however long that is is this something you want to go back into yeah yeah probably I you know I really enjoyed my time there and Again, I think finance, especially right now, is a shifting landscape. Um, but I think the people that I met and, you know, kind of the environment that surrounds that type of type of business is, is something that draws to me. Give me the review of The Wolf of Wall Street. How, <laughs> oh, mu- how much of that is no, real? No, no. <laughs> how much I'm of that not, is fantasy? I'm not going, I'm not going <laughs> you, you know what's funny? Uh, I watched. Yesterday before the game, I watched – we're recording this on a Tuesday after the Browns game, for the record. I watched American Psycho for the first time with Ooh. Christian Bale. And have you ever seen the movie? I've I've seen clips, not the whole thing. Right, so – I can't stay with it for the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's just too much for me. Yeah, it, it, I didn't know that coming into it, though. It, yeah. It's a little much, but here I am thinking like, you know, it's a bunch of Wall Street guys, pinstripe suits, slick back hair. And here I am, you're in like shorts and a T-shirt, and I'm picturing – you in a suit doing the thing on Wall Street, and I think it fits. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I think it fits. <laughs> yeah, but he's a, but he's an Indiana kid. So when I think about Indiana kids, I think about hoops John, and John Mellencamp Ho- and, and, <laughs> and pink houses, right? Hey, Indiana, it's it's hoops. Uh, I think right after religion. So you know, uh, those are the, those are the important aspects back there. Uh, what kind of hoops player were you growing up? We were just talking about it before. We started taping. Your first cousin is one of Purdue's all-time greats, and that's Robbie Hummel. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly wasn't at his level. Um, <laughs> you know, he obviously had a, a tremendous career. And, um, you know, growing up in Valpo, I got to see kind of that whole journey for him. And, um, you know, I played basketball with his younger brother. So um, I think he actually might He's still balling. He's, He's playing still, like in these three and three yeah, tournaments. I, I think he might, it might be making the Olympics potentially. Yeah. So uh, obviously, hats off to him for that. And you know, now he's kind of joined the other side of the aisle doing <laughs> broadcasting. So um, yeah, obviously his story is exceptional, and you know the way he worked at it throughout his whole career was pretty cool. But you have an exceptional story yourself. Um, goes back to Penn State because. You weren't recruited by those big Indiana schools, whether that probably was obviously Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Purdue, and then you got Bloomington right there, IU, yep. and you ended up at Penn State. Uh, obviously, you got a tremendous education. Mm-hmm. What was your football experience like there? Because I know a lot of people have read about your start. Mm-hmm. And then it was bumpy at the beginning. Yeah. And then <laughs> – you just took off from there. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously the start of that career was well documented. But um, Do you get sick of talking about Virginia? <laughs> what goes <laughs> through your mind when you hear the name Virginia? Listen, <laughs> you know, I think everyone's past a little different. Um, you know, with me, um, you know, got there not having a ton of – you know, I only played two years of high school football. Because you were a soccer player. Yeah, I was, I was playing soccer, so, um, you know, I was kind of – new to that whole scene um and you know my freshman year I I think I played in three games kind of non-crucial moments really um and then obviously all all sorts of stuff happens at Penn State and um 
you know, our starting kicker at the time, Anthony Ferry, he transfers. And, um, you know, I, my kind of focus in that off season was let's focus on gaining a little weight and, you know, kind of fine tuning the details. So I, I wouldn't say I was super ready. Yeah. Um, you know, when he decided to transfer, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're the guy now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think I think from a from a standpoint of could I kick at that level, yes. But I don't think mentally I was ready because of that whole offseason. I was prepping to be the backup and try and kind of learn from Anthony and, and go that route. Um, but, again, you know, I, I think with, with the way I started um, – a lot of good came out of out of that uh, rough start. Um, you know, I got a, I grew a relationship with Robbie Gold, yep. and I don't think I'd be here sitting in this chair um, if that wouldn't have happened. And I don't know um, if he would have reached out the way in which he did if I hadn't struggled so much so early. So, uh, for those of uh, people listening who don't know, you, you missed four of five field goal attempts against Virginia, had an extra point blocked. Um, Penn State lost that game down in Charlottesville by one point. Um, a, a lot of people would crumble. A, yeah. a lot of people would crumble. Yeah, yeah it was it but, was a tough <laughs> tough few weeks for me. But um, but that speaks to who you are. Again, you know, it was it was a learning experience. Uh, it taught a lot, um, you know, about myself mm-hmm. um, and how to kind of handle adversity. Um, you know, I wasn't the most well liked person around campus and. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm a social guy. I I don't like it when people don't like me for, you know, without even knowing me. Um, you know, so that was something that I kind of had to deal with. And, um, you know, it is what it is. But, again, it, it taught me a ton about myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally and, you know, as a kicker. Yeah. Well, just like to – not to harp on it, but the severity of the negativity that was towards you, wasn't it like – huge like well, didn't you get death threats uh yeah a few a few okay because I, I i read one online and <laughs> it said that you laughed at it so i felt like i could bring it yeah, up again i think you know there's humor to every situation did i take it seriously no um yeah i think the joke that <laughs> i think got me you know cracking up a bit was uh you don't have to worry about <laughs> sam um hurting himself because he can't kick the chair out from underneath <laughs> 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 right but but your story does have a happy ending here at least in penn state terms mm-hmm. because when you look at full circle the end of your penn state career well one it's in yankee stadium mm-hmm. you randomly get assigned Derek jeter's locker mm-hmm. and then have a game tying field goal and then a game winning extra point after the bc kicker misses his extra point in overtime so to think about how far you came just in those in those years in Happy Valley, how much do you feel like you grew mentally, and then how much did that prepare you for the situation that you're in now? Uh, you know, I, I think from from that bowl game, and, you know, it was really a storybook ending of my college career, um, you know, to start the way I did and then, you know, make second team all Big Ten and um, – you know, finish on such a high note. Obviously, you've seen the roller coaster of emotion, and this position, I think, it, it naturally involves that. So, um, you know, as uh, hopefully I never miss. You know, obviously that would be that would be great, but that's kind of the nature of the position. You you will miss eventually, um, and it's about kind of staying level headed and and not you know worrying yourself about it too much. The most ironic thing about uh, all of your past 
is that how tight the Penn State alums are. But everybody got after you initially and said, this guy, we got to get him out of here. <laughs> but now look at how you've grown, not just professionally in the National Football League, but what you're going to do ultimately probably beyond football after whenever your career is said and done. The people who you're talking to right off the bat are Penn State alums. Yeah, you know, I think I think that was a little bit to do with also kind of the situation of which we were playing through. Um, you know, when the, when the sanctions hit, we had like 1,200 lettermen fly back mm-hmm. to kind of tell us, hey, listen, we know it's going to be a struggle, but, um, you know, we're here for you. When when football's all said and done, we got your back. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm firsthand experiencing that. Um, and hopefully I don't have to go back to that world for a while. Um, but again, you know, I, I utilize that and, and, uh, Lance was, who was my boss, obviously, um, at the brokerage, you know, he was again, right there for me. So. It, as an inspiring NFL kicker who now is the New York Jets kicker, have you had to had, uh, have you had to have your bags literally packed because you're kind of like, you, you got the Josh McCown, you're the Josh McCown kickers right now because, You've already you've already been on five or six teams, and you're a young dude. And and, and we love we love Josh for the yes. record, so it's a compliment. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you you kind of get used to you know. I'm very good at packing about two suitcases <laughs> and living out of that for a while. Um, you know, that's just the nature of the business. Um, I think until you kind of get a, a foothold in, in one spot, um, you know, kicking's a crazy business, especially in the NFL. So. Um, you know, you kind of know that going in, and that's kind of what you sign up for. Did you have you watched the Jets from afar or in proximity? You're not too far away. But what happened this off season? They have a Pro Bowl kicker, Jason Myers, who in free agency goes and signs with the Seattle Seahawks. The Jets bring back Chandler Canton Zero. He struggles in the preseason. He retires. They bring back Terrell Taylor Bertolette, who struggled in the preseason, and then. They go out and get Kerry Fedvik, who uh, had his problems on opening day. <laughs> what is your mindset as you're monitoring what's going on in the National Football League and you see specifically what's happening with the Jets? I mean, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the tough thing. Obviously, if you're on the street, you're obviously rooting for an opportunity for yeah. yourself. Um, but then on the same side, it's like you, you don't really root that they miss kicks because – you know, I've been in that situation, and, and it sucks to get cut. Um, I've been cut plenty of times. So I think you, you're obviously aware of, of kind of what teams, you know, are, are you know, potentially looking. And um, But at the end of the day, I let my agent handle all that stuff. Okay. I, I try to kind of dissolve myself from the situation um, because, you know, a lot of these guys I know personally, um, whether it's through kicking camps or, or tryouts or whatever. So, um you know, on a personal level, obviously, you've lived it yourself, so that's the bad part of this business. But at the same time, you know, you obviously want yourself to get an opportunity, and, you know, that's just the nature of the game. And did you allow yourself to hear the crowd roar after you made your first field goal as a New York Jet? That's not a chippy either, Greens, 46 yards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, generally the crowd doesn't cheer like that for, yeah. <laughs> for a field goal. that like Unless it's like a 60-yarder or something, but – um Again, obviously, you're aware of the situation. Um, I thought, I think, I, if you saw it on TV, I think I 
gave it a, a little chuckle, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, at the end of the day, you just go out there and do your job. I think is is the nature of the game. I think they were happy you made the kick, and it was also like relief. Yeah, <laughs> we we got our guy. Yeah, we got uh, our guy I think so put, too. Putting it through those uprights, and here you go. Um, a, a good start. How many text messages did you receive? Following Monday Night Football, because not only did you get your game action with the Jets, you started out in prime time, national yeah, television. Yeah, um, you know, I think it was like 130 or something like that. 130 texts after the game? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, That's impressive. People I hadn't heard from in quite a while. No, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're probably right. asking yeah. up for t- tickets. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Just, you know, a lot of messages of support. And, um, you, you get know, back I'm to everybody? I've tried, you know, not last night for sure. I was pretty tired last night, but um, this morning I tried to do my best to get back to most people. All right, I want to know. I just want to bring this back to hoops for a minute because I, I didn't ask this. Indiana, you said hoops is before religion. I know you said it facetiously, but if you're not good at basketball growing up, are you like ostracized as a kid? Like, are you shoved in the corner? <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't go that far, um, but it—it, it, I mean, it's certainly the dominant sport in the area. Right. And um, but like, where does an average Indiana kid? How would an, an average Indiana kid fare and pick up here on on probably New very York? well. All right, especially especially from the, the from the corner three spot. I would say. <laughs> That's kind of our. our Is uh, that where you niche. live? That, you know, we're not the most athletic, but we know how to play smart and we know how to shoot the ball. <laughs> So where's your game? Were you? To, you're not that small. I mean, see, that's the thing. I would have been like a two on my on my high school team. Okay. So uh, Robbie, obviously, we've talked a little bit about him. Yeah. He was six eight and he played the three. Yeah. So I think their starting lineup, their point guard was like six one. Their shooting guard was like six three. He's six eight. Scott Martin, who played at N- Purdue as well as Notre yes, Dame, um, six eight, and then they had a center who was like seven one. Would you guys ever pick up the ball and play a little bit at family gatherings? Uh, not with Rob. Rob had to sit on the sideline. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, was yeah. that was that his choice, or you guys just didn't want him to play because well, he dominated? Yeah, it wouldn't be fair. Okay, it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, I think I've you know I've actually tried to to take him a few times, <laughs> and I get it like three dribbles in, and then he steals it from me. <laughs> and who are your guys growing up? Like who who did you look up to as a hoops player? Uh, well, obviously Rob. Well, uh, for sure. But, um, you know, I obviously, I mean, I played with like six or seven NBA guys um, really? throughout the, like, Doonland Athletic Conference was their conference. Yeah. So, uh, like, Mitch McGarry was my age. Um, Glenn Robinson um, won the dunk contest in the NBA. Um, played against um, Zeller. Okay. At an AAU tournament. I mean, it, yeah, it's just pretty uh pretty wealthy landscape yeah. in the <laughs> college recruiting front there yeah i i would say so so uh you've been here just for a little bit uh so where are you living at you're living close to the complex so it's not that much of a commute in here and uh, you've been known to give your leg uh, quite a workout in terms of the volume of kicks if you and brant boyer come together and said Hey, this is how we want to approach practice. You know, I, coach has been great through the whole thing. Obviously, last week, um, you know, you have the tryout, and then you try and kind of fast forward to get 
used to the snap and hold, so you're obviously getting a lot of reps last week. But they did a good job monitoring everything. And, you know, with this week being a little short, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll get together tomorrow to talk about what days we're kicking. And, um, you know, that's not something I'm really worried about. You live in a hotel time. right now? Right now I am. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I think I'm moving in at, uh, what time is it? <laughs> in about half hour. Half hour to the, to the app uh, okay. next door. So it's, it's make a, it easy on myself. You should get one of those scooters. I wanted to ask you about the tryout. <laughs> one of the scooters. What, what, hap- what happens with uh, a kicking tryout? Are you there literally with other guys here at the complex? Or you come in and you have your... 10, well, maybe 20 minutes where they go through? Uh, yeah, gen- so generally, um, at least most, there's there's anywhere from three to five. Now, my Rams tryout, there were 12 kickers. Oh, so wow. that was that was kind of a circus. Um, but I think we had five total. Um, you'd fly in the night before. you get up early for physicals. And then, um, you know, the, the kicking workout's about an hour long. You, you hit about, I think we hit thir- 12 or 13 field goals. Okay. And uh, a few kickoffs, and then they make their decision. But does it literally rotate? So like the sun, you set up yeah. on the forty-five, yeah, and we're you all kick, watching. and then okay, yeah, and you just go one by one, same spot, and then you move. Around. Okay, so what's happening when you're a competitive guy and you're all there for the job, but when you see these dudes at the hotel, everybody checking in the night mm-hmm. before, it's a small fraternity like you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Is it cordial, or is it kind of like, listen, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to get my meal and uh, go upstairs. <laughs> I haven't run into that yet. Um, you know, at the end of the day, most of us know each other on a personal level. Um, most of us want us to, to do well for one another. Um, so I think my mindset is always, you know, obviously these are good good people. Um, treat them as such. But, you know, when it comes time for me to go, try and earn a job i'm super focused um obviously not a lot of chit chat out once we're on the field sure. um but again you know, i think for almost everyone i've run into they're they're good people um and again trying to treat them like that did you know during the workout that i nailed this you, you generally have a, a good sense yeah. of of who wins and and um you know there, there's obviously been a few times where um you know, maybe experience factors into a decision or not. Sure. But, um, you know, after this tryout, I felt really good about how I had done. Um, and, you know, kind of just let the chips fall where they fall. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry, Greens. I, I just wanted to ask how long. Yeah, that after, was my question. Yeah, how long after that do, does somebody like come up to you? Is it like immediate? Do they call your agent? How does that go? Right. <laughs> uh, it, it can depend. Um, generally, they, they send you for a more in-depth physical Um so uh, they had sent two of us, and then um, a few hours later, uh, they make make a decision. So all right, so it's a couple hours. Generally, yeah. Generally. All right. You got anything else? What's your range? On a seventy-three degree day, little wind at MetLife Stadium. Uh, I hit uh, sixty yesterday in warm-ups, um, going the one way, and clinked one off the, f- the off the upright, going the other way. So, yeah. Um, feel pretty good. All right. Yeah. Sixty. Jeff oh, right, are taking oh, okay. notes. <laughs> well, jeez. Did, right. did you go back? Did you go on your phone and social media um, to watch the replay or kick, or did you just want the game film? Um, I had probably uh, 25 people send me a video of it, so I, I obviously <laughs> saw it a few times. So. All right, so you have game film, replay, and text message. Yep, we all got right. it all. 
Uh, you gonna take uh, Hennessy and Lachlan out for a pint or something, or what? We'll, we'll figure something okay. out. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we have here on the official Jets podcast in the Play MGM studios. Again, NewYorkJets.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube. Basically, wherever you can find a podcast, and, you can find us. And they also can send in some questions, including if you need equity trading <laughs> tips. Right. We, we, we will ask, ask Sam, Sam about it. If you got questions, let us know. Rate us, review us. Sam, thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.